Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Specialists. The clinic is now open. The Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, president of the Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Specialists. We're live at WISN. How are you doing, Jeff? Good morning. I'm great. How are you, Paul? Fantastic. And we should mention just a little background before we open lines and take some phone calls today. And there's some news to announce that happened this week. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, Jeff, just a little background on the Kowal Investment Group. Now located in Racine, Highway 20 exit. And uh, you will notice a very large Kowal sign headquartered, of course, in Waukesha. Uh, but office is also in Ozaukee County in Port Washington. You've got a Madison office right in Middleton and, of yep. course, Phoenix, Arizona. So you work with snowbirds and you've got a place down in Phoenix, Jeff, an office to meet. And, and that brings up a good point because people sometimes it's been known that they retire and move out of state. Well, it's interesting that 40 percent of our clients live somewhere else or move somewhere else for the winters. So either they live there full time or they move somebody else somewhere else for the winter. So we're licensed in 27 states. 20. What do we Good t- people. We, yeah. And Jeff, over the years, you've been on since 2001. Uh, the market updates twice a day during the Mark Belling Show, 3 o'clock, 5 o'clock news blocks. You will hear business reports by Jeff and his staff. Got a great staff, part of the Barron's Top Financial Advisors. Uh, the last, since 2014, every year, Financial Times Top 400, Milwaukee Biz Times Future 50. The list goes on and on, Jeff. Um, you are proud of your staff. You work with oh, yeah. some of your clients that have been with you for years and years and years. Well, when we do the business reports, especially, you know, we have the, the Middleton office. We have Christine there. We have Marie, uh, John, uh, Joe, Aaron Kowal, Aaron Spitzner. Everybody uh, contributes on those business reports Monday through Friday, 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock news blocks in Milwaukee. And then on WIBA in Madison, which we're on today, um, at uh, uh, 4.50, 4.55, just before the 5 o'clock news with Vicki McKenna's. We're on Belling's show here, Vicki's show in uh, Madison, uh, WIBA. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. This show is on WIBA as well. So we are on both WISN in Milwaukee, WIBA in Madison. Okay, phone lines are open. I mentioned, what do we talk about? Well, there's some news that we're going to start out the show with, but we take your retirement questions. Anything about you and your nest egg? How are things going? A lot of people are happy with 401k plans. We were just talking off the air about that, Jeff. You look at the balance, it's been a good year, you know, but uh, how are you doing overall for your future? And you can't plan on every year being like this year was. So give us a call on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 414-799-1130. And again, the lines are open right now, 799-1130 for the Retirement Clinic. When we get a chance, I want to talk about Brian Westbury's column. He talks about long live the bull market because uh, everybody is thrilled with looking at their 401k statements or, or investment accounts and seeing how well they're doing. Um, and they say, how long can this go on? Well, I want to talk about that a little bit. But most importantly, there was some. there's a little thing done this week, which is a one point four trillion dollar year end spending bill that was signed. And because of the impeachment, I don't think we heard much about this. Nope, you didn't, but tucked inside of that, you didn't hear, didn't hear much about that, where it's settled until next September. Uh, by the way, I want to say hi to Brian and Kay. They're on their way to Illinois. I want to say hi to them. 
I just had to remember to do that. A little shout out to Brandon. It <laughs> right. randomly came out of your That's mouth. That's right. But okay, now back to back to work. One point four trillion dollar year in spending bill keep the government running. But what uh, people noticed even less was that we were talking all year about the Secure Act. Um, that's setting every community up for retirement enhancements. So they had a little bit of a stretch to come up with secure, setting every community up for retirement enhancements. That's actually an acronym? Yes. Secure Act. Secure Act. That's a retirement act. Uh, it became it becomes effective January 1st of next year. So right away next year, it's going to be uh, uh, up and running. Uh, some key things in there, and most of them are pretty good. Some of them, I mean, they got to pay for it some way. Next year sounds so far away. That's nine days, nine, ten days. Yeah, no kidding. Holy cow, Paul. Hey, we're going to call this a Secure Act edition of the Retirement Clinic, so if we rebroadcast. But one of the first things, one of the biggest things that we talked about is the uh, age limit uh, eliminated for traditional IRA contributions, where up until now, if you once you hit age 70 and a half, you had to start taking money out of retirement plans, but now you can continue to make contributions to your IRAs beyond age 70 and a half. Um, and the second thing is probably even more important is that the retirement age is raised to age 70. Uh, RMD, required minimum distribution age, is raised to age 72. The Secure Act raises the age for all for, for RMDs to 72 for all retirement accounts subject to RMDs. Um, those who um, are turning 72 next year, those that are turning 70 and a half actually get a break because they thought they'd have to start taking required minimum distributions next year. But no, they have a two-year delay, age 72. This is huge, Paul, because um, and to, to credit the, the – uh, John McCain, not a big fan, <laughs> but he was the one that pushed heavily to have it raised to 75. So he planted that seed almost a decade ago to raise that limit up to 75. Well, now they finally raised it to age 72. Really? That was McCain? Yeah, he was pushing for oh, that. That's cool. Didn't get through. You're uh, right. Not everything he voted for and did I I didn't like, but I, re, I respect the man, obviously, oh, yeah. for what he did. Um, but there are some things that we're glad didn't get through, as yeah. an example. And I'll talk about that a little bit, too. Required minimum distribution on all accounts. Well, they're not doing that yet. Um, but uh, there, there are good, changes. That's a good that's thing. A good thing. Yeah. There, there are some changes in stretch IRAs that uh, uh, we have to talk about, too. But the SECURE Act, uh, um, uh, there's a new 10% exemption. So along with raising the age to 72, there's a new 10% exemption for birth or adoption that you can take distributions from your IRA up to $5,000 um, if, you, if you have a birth or an adoption. And you can pay it back anytime that you want. You know, the, the key is you still have to pay taxes on it, but there's no penalties on it. Yeah. But the, and you can put it back in. There's, they never make an exception for it. They usually have, you know, a 60-day window where you can put the money back in. But after that, if you screw up, you can't. Well, this gives you a lifetime to put it back in. Um, also, this is a, a lesser known thing. IRA contributions with fellowship and stipends. If somebody's working in a fellowship and it's non-tuition or they get payments, uh, stipend payments, those are all treated as compensation to qualify for your IRA. So you can make contributions with that. Another thing is employer liability protection for annuities. You're going to see uh, all kinds of annuity sales now in uh, IRAs and 401ks especially. Good and bad, uh, th th what the annuities do is give a pension-like component. 
Um, there are a lot of internal fees. You have to be careful with that. But I think in general, this is probably a good thing. Um, and employers won't get sued if the insurance company screws up. So that's what they were looking for, that there is uh, protection for the employer. This is probably the worst, uh, not the worst thing, the hardest thing to grow to to um, deal with. There's a there's a lot of components. There's a lot of stuff going yeah. on. Biggest ones are age seventy two, I think, and also this one. Goodbye to the stretch IRA. Beginning for deaths after December thirty first, so next year, the stretch IRA will be replaced with a ten year rule for the vast majority of beneficiaries. The rule will require accounts to be emptied by the end of the tenth year. Right now, you give your money to, and this has this is uh, uh, maintained. You give your money, you pass away, Paul. Your money goes to Dawn. Dawn can stretch it out for as long as she wants. Your girls get it. They have a ten-year limit. They have to drain those accounts within ten years. Oh, they'd have no problem doing that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great observation, Paul. Because most of them, even though you have the stretch provision that you can do it for the rest of your life, most of them it's gone in four years. I bet. <laughs> So that's a good observation. You think this is a life? This is my legacy. It's reality. This money's gonna last forever for the girls. It's gone. No. The biggest thing you said was was the RMD uh, change with the Secure Act, Jeff. Right. And and again, under the old law, the you had to start taking the RMDs at seventy and a half. Correct. The new law, you don't have to start until seventy two. However, that doesn't mean that you can't take them out. Oh, no, it's a good point, Paul. Uh, the the impetus behind it is that the government all the while has allowed you to have a, the, your own money tax deferred. They didn't get a piece of that pie now, and, and so they had, they forced the issue that at some age in the past it had been seventy and a half. They want to get their pound of flesh out of those accounts that there weren't any um, uh, that they, they haven't gotten their money on yet. Mm-hmm. So they uh, the required minimum distribution does that. But with people living longer now. They've and the the RMD tables are going to change as well. The mortality cha- tables have changed. Well, your people count, are living longer. Your now. count's going to be growing. I assume yeah. in this time. But you but you make a good point. Any time you have different uh, points in your life, 55, 59 and a half, 62, 65, 70 and a half. For the most part, each fifty nine and a half, you can take money out without any penalties. So you still have to pay the income tax on. So you're right. You can take money out after age 59 and a half without penalties any time. 70 and a half says that if you haven't taken money out at that point, or if you haven't taken enough out at that point on an annual basis, you have to start taking it out at that time. Required. That's why Required, RMB yeah. comes from. Yep. And it's about 4% is what you have to take out of there. But now they're starts. saying 72. You delay it for a couple more years. Yeah, that's huge. That is. To be able to let it grow for a couple more years is fantastic. Yep. And the, 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 with this stretch IRA thing, it says that um, it's only going to last 10 years. So you have, you're going to have to um, uh, have, have the, uh, the stretch IRAs for the non-spouse beneficiaries drained at the end of 10 years. But for deaths in 2019 or prior years, the old rules will still apply. So for, those, so for a death that occurred between now and the end of the year and prior to that, the stretch IRA will still apply. So they can stretch it out. The non-spouse beneficiaries can still stretch it out for the rest of their lives. So the SECURE Act, uh, it had it had to be passed by Congress and then signed by Trump, right? Correct. So that's done? It's official? Well, I think Trump signed the, the $1.4 trillion budget bill, and that was part of it. Ah, okay. So when that got signed. And it starts the first of the year, which, again, uh, you know, we're 
nine ten days away from that. Yep. Yep. So I you know, I just did a quick a quick Google search so I could find out what the heck you were talking about, Jeff. And this says that this is the biggest act since the Pension Protection uh, Act of 2006 uh, in the world of retirement. That's yes. your world. That's where you live, Jeff. That's 13 years. This is a big deal. Oh, you bet. Uh, 2006, right. And, and uh, yeah, President Bush had that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and there has always been, and one of the things that, that you had mentioned, Paul, uh, that so far we've still avoided it. Right now, you have to take required minimum distributions from uh from IRAs, 401ks, 403b plans, things like that. And right now you don't have to take out required minimum distributions from uh, Roth IRAs. But you, you know, because what President Obama was trying to push was that an equalization, that if you had to take money out at 70 and a half from IRAs, well, you should have to take it out from Roth IRAs as well. Roth IRAs is tax-free. If you can have that taxes grow tax-free for 10 years or for the rest of your life. That's f- amazing tax-free growth. He wanted, What he was saying is that, well, that's not fair because not everybody has Roth IRAs. Not everybody can afford it. You know, there's that income inequality that some people aren't smart enough to do Roth IRAs, oh, yeah. things like that. So Life isn't fair. That's right. So if you had somebody, so if you were one of those that put money into Roth IRAs, you would be forced to take money out once you had re- the agent, you have to take out required minimum distributions. So far, we've still avoided that. That's not part of this deal. Financial planners, guys like you, Jeff, you like the Secure Act. You think it's a good? Oh, thing? I do. oh, sure. Overall, good. Yeah, those of us who specialize in retirement planning, who study this stuff all the time, um, you know, we manage almost a billion dollars of assets for our clients. If we can keep the money in those accounts for a couple more years, the, the clients will love it. Uh, even though the um, uh, Roth, uh, the stretch IRA provisions are only 10 years. That's still pretty good to have the ability to, for the beneficiary yeah. to stretch it out over 10 years is still pretty good. I know this is not the uh, final show of the year because we're on next Saturday, Jeff, but Christmas is just days away. And this was a good year, 2019, from people that were invested in the market. Off the air, I said I did what I'm not supposed to do, and I was checking my 401k this week. Like, like daily. It's it's not bad to do it. It's not bad. And people I, like to look at it, especially when it's going up every day. But it goes day. up. I, would I be doing it every day if it was going down? Yeah, probably not. No, I wouldn't. You probably shouldn't be doing it every day when it's going up either. But, I know. You know. Once a week, once a month is not bad. But. Especially at the end of the year, just to kind of see where you're at. Well, you're seeing a lot. Of, my coworkers, everybody. That's all we're talking about, Jeff. I want to talk about the two after the break, Paul, because you know, everybody's looking at their 401k yeah. statements. They're looking at more often. They're seeing the value go up. Is 2020 a time to retire? Ooh, okay, well, that's coming up next. we got the sexy segment. And because we are live on WISN and WIBA Madison, give us a call in the retirement clinic at 799-1130. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. So many people have come and gone. Their faces fade as the years go Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner's savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. Many high net worth individuals and family business owners are passionate about their philanthropic goals and they want to pass those values and passions on to the rest of the family. They want their children to learn the value of philanthropy and to be engaged in the philanthropic process. One way to go about doing this is a very tax efficient manner are donor advised funds. Most wealthy donors now use or will be using a charitable giving vehicle and donor-advised funds are a great tax-efficient way to do it. Donor-advised funds offer independent financial decision-making in a structured environment. 
Donors can create donor-advised funds for family members, family funds, or theme-based funds. They're great because the financial commitments are limited to the funds provided, the charities are vetted, there's minimal administrative duties, and the funds are flexible in how they are used. Here are a few how donor-advised funds are used to get families engaged. First, they can promote bonding through discussions about supporting wonderful causes. The family can decide the formal and informal structure of the fund and how it operates. It can be done together so that everybody is engaged and has a stake in it. Second, creating a donor-advised fund for a client's child can give them experience in a structured setting with budgeting and decision-making, which can give even more real-world experience if the child will be joining a family business in the future. Also, their living legacies. The funds can offer a way to follow unique charitable passions. Last, they can leave a charitable legacy to heirs. The gift of charity to the heirs of the family offer a wonderful way of spreading those values across generations. Getting whole families involved in philanthropic activities promotes family values. Donor-advised funds offer a unique and flexible way to achieve numerous family charitable goals. Many business owners are passionate about certain causes, and working with someone who specializes in guiding business owners and their families through the issues they face can have a tremendous impact on the people and causes that you love and are passionate about. Today's Boss Minute, that was Aaron Kowal, Business Owners Savings and Security. Get it, boss? A lot of acronyms. Yeah, well, yes, secure and boss. And, mm-hmm. But Aaron brings up a good point. It's about what it's about passions. It's not just about the money. For most of our clients, money means a lot. Don't, don't, give me, don't, don't get me wrong. That uh, the great returns and, and having a fair amount of money, enough money, but it's about the things that money buys, not the money itself. And the passions that you have, the charities you have, the families that you, that you want to spend time with, that's what it's all about. Money is a means to get there. You are listening to The Retirement Clinic, WISN in Milwaukee, WIBA in Madison. Let's go to the phones. Jeff Kowal is your host. Jeff is president of the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. First up from Brookfield is Gary. Good morning, sir. Hi, Gary. Uh, good morning. Uh, good morning, and uh, Merry Christmas to you, Jeff. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you, too. Thanks. Um, can you uh, definitively say that the stretch IRA does or does not apply to Roth IRAs going forward in 2020? I can say that if the person dies yet this year, it uh, the stretch applies. Afterwards, the stretch still applies, but it's only a 10-year limit. So 10 years from the time that the, the, the person dies, uh, you can, as, as I read it now, uh, there's a 10-year limit. So at the end of 10 years, that account has to be drained. So you can still okay. have a, you can still have, if you have an IRA, it can still grow tax deferred for 10 years. Uh, it doesn't, the way it looks now, and I haven't, we haven't seen the details, it doesn't look like you have to take out annual withdrawals uh, from that stretch IRA, but at the end of 10 years, that account has to be drained, whether it's an IRA or a Roth, inherited IRA or inherited Roth, that account, those accounts have to be drained. Well, okay, the Roth was my interest. I mean, there's a great difference in planning because it's a Roth or a traditional. Yes, but uh, there is that. You bring up a great point, Gary, really. I don't, I don't want to cut you off. What was your other question? I was just going to make the comment that the House of Representatives uh, started in January, and they wait till the last day. To push this through on the end of a spending bill. And yep, yep. She, well, what a the, shock. The good thing about it, though, Gary, is that the 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 Democrats are going to throw a lot of other things in there, have some restrictions on the uh, along with the Secure Act, things that didn't apply to it, the uh, border wall, things like that that they were going to throw on it. So at least they got all that stuff done together at one time. Um, so it's still and and. Um, 
it still makes sense, Gary, but there are other planning things with regard to the Roth IRA that you could take a portion of that money and put into life insurance as an example um, to, so that even if your beneficiary has to drain the Roth IRA after 10 years, there might still be some tax-free growth or tax-deferred growth somewhere else. So there's some other things that you can do uh, to replace that tax-free growth. So stay tuned. We'll figure out some planning things as time goes on. Okay, Jeff. See you. Thanks for the call, Gary. Good stuff, Gary. Thank you. Merry Christmas. We appreciate the phone call and the comments. Again, the SECURE Act was passed this week. You wouldn't know it because all I saw on TV all week was impeachment stuff. But uh, Really? I'm... <laughs> What impeachment? Yeah. Uh, news to me. Uh, so I'm glad you brought it up. Christmas Jeff. movies, too. I got to yeah. tell you about uh, It's a Wonderful Life. We watched that. I'd never seen it before. Had you seen it? Uh, Jimmy Stewart? Yes. Only like a hundred times. I had never seen it before. How could you not I had have never seen watched it? it from beginning to end. But you saw little snippets here and there? Yeah. Oh. So I thought so it's, it's supposed to be a really good movie. Yeah. What's your they, review of the hundred year old movie? It's amazing. <laughs> it is good. Especially some of those dates that are in there. That's pretty interesting. I love that movie. Everything about it. You get and that's you gotta see that every year. It becomes tradition. Yeah. Uh Todd is next from Milwaukee calling the retirement clinic. The number to call is seven nine nine eleven thirty, the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. How you doing, Todd? Hi, Todd. Doing great. What's up? Um, got a question. Um, uh, going to be retiring in the next year or so, um, and obviously, the majority of us have done extremely well over the past year in the market and our retirement funds. And just uh, a lot of talk about at some point there may be some type of, of dip or dive in the market. And wondering if at some point in the next you know, month or, or less, if it would be smarter to get to a more secure position. Where are you right now? Uh, I would say um, moderately risky. Okay. I would say if you're 70 or 80% in stocks, if you're still contributing to the market, in, in other words, if you're in a 401k plan and you're still making contributions, I wouldn't change one thing about it. If you're aggressively invested 70 to 90% in stocks, I would stay right there because even if we have a dip in the markets, you're buying at a discount. So you're buying it on sale. So I would keep the allocation as it is. If And everybody's case is different. I got to put that disclaimer in there. Uh, yours too, uh, Todd. Um, if you anticipate that there might be, see, I think that the bull market's going to last a long time. There's a, a likelihood that we're going to have a correction because on average, since World War II, we've had uh, a correction of 10% or more, 10% to 20% on average every 18 months. Do we have to have a recession? No. We were in, in uh, um, Australia earlier this year. And uh, we were talking about a recession there, and they said they've gone 28 years without a recession. You don't have to have a recession. A recession is defined as two consecutive quarters with negative growth. Um, and then I'm, I'm looking at an article from First Trust. Brian Westbury is an analyst that we follow, and it, the title of his is says, Long Live the Bull Market. So I'm with him. I think that the, the good market's going to last for a long time, not that there aren't going to be bumps in the roads. Bumps in the road. Uh, uh, we have that on average, again, every 18 months since World War II, we have a correction. Um, if you're in retirement or close to retirement, I don't think it's a bad idea for you, Todd, if you're saying you're about a year and a half out, to peel off 10 or 15% and put in fixed income. You'll right. still be participating if the market 
goes down, you'll have a little bit more in fixed income, uh, bonds and cash. Uh, but if the market continues to go back up, as we anticipated, well, you'll still be participating. You'll have enough in. But especially when you're that close, it doesn't make sense to be fully invested, I don't, I don't think, especially if you anticipate that there might be a little bit of a downturn. Okay, great. Thank you. Thanks for the call, Todd. Good question, Todd. Appreciate the uh, the phone call today. It is the retirement clinic. A lot of good questions to start the program, and you too can call in any retirement question or if you've got questions about the Secure Act. A lot of things changing, a lot of moving parts. It's not just seventy and a half to seventy two, Jeff. There's much more to it. The number is seven nine nine eleven thirty. That's the economic mortgage talk and text line. He brought it up, and you alluded to this question, Jeff, before the break, because it was such a good year. Are people going to look at their 401k or retirement, whatever it is, their IRA, and say, listen, I'm at the highest I've ever been. Maybe I should retire right now. That's good. And one of the things that we do for our clients is a cash flow analysis that incorporates uh, um, a bad timing scenario. What happens if you're looking at your 401k statement and you said, this is the best time ever. Kiss me goodbye. I'm gone. Next year, 2020 is my year to retire. Um, And just like we were talking with Todd, maybe it makes sense to back off a little bit on that. But we also want to plan in our in our bad timing scenario. We try to duplicate the last the the uh, the Great Recession, two thousand seven, eight, nine. We said, what happens if we have a two year period? where we have a balanced account that drops 28% the first year, another 10% the second year. So so the market, so your account really gets creamed over those two years. You know, if if you've done the planning properly and you have the right asset allocation, what we try to do is see, does your plan withstand that? So if that does indeed happen to you, I think that a lot of people are going to look at retiring next year or the year after, just like Todd was saying, um, you know, since they're, they're looking at their statements, the market's up, they were saying, if it hits this amount, I'm kiss me goodbye. And now it's gone beyond that. I think, it, but you have to look at it carefully and you have to put in factor in, in my opinion, a bad timing scenario. Mm-hmm. That if the day that you walk out the door and the market tanks, you're still prepared for that and you'll be in good shape. Yeah, that's, boy, you bring up some good points. So maybe it is the right time to retire, Jeff. Maybe... Maybe it's not, right? you got to put a, I know you got to put, put a pencil yeah, on paper. Yeah, it's exactly it, Paul. Do the math. Yeah, don't just wing it. Don't just eyeball it and say, hey, I'm, this is the time to go. But uh, just, just back on It's a Wonderful Life, I had never seen that, Paul. So and, how did this come to fruition? Did you did We James, had nothing to do last yeah. night. We were hanging, and we've tried to watch a couple of movies. Yeah. There were a couple of funky ones we watched. So you watch it at home, right? We watch it at home, yeah. There's a theater in downtown Cedarburg, historic downtown, called the Rivoli Theater. Yeah. A little bit smaller than your average market screen, but updated and new. And they run a different Christmas movie every night. Isn't yeah. that cool? And it's only three fifty to get in a ticket. Yep. And then when they run It's a Wonderful Life or like the the is it the Bishop's Wife, the old one with Bing Crosby, we go to see those black and Holiday Inn or something. Holiday too. Inn is another yeah. one. White Christmas was we, last night. I've never seen those. You never <laughs> seen pathetic. That's well, have you all seen, these classics. Let's go over the new them. ones. What about Elf? Oh, that's my favorite of all time. Okay, so you've seen Elf. Oh yeah. Uh Christmas Vacation, Chevy Chase. Uh, have seen it, but I haven't seen it for 25 years at least. Okay. okay. The Christmas with the Crumps or something we watched. With the Cranks. With the Cranks, Tim, with Tim, the Cranks Allen. Tim Allen. It was schlocky. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's not on par with It's a Wonderful Life. Who's, uh, it, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Lee Curtis is in that movie. 
Uh, uh, with, yeah, you're right. With Tim Allen. Yeah, Christmas with the Cranks. Not the Cranks. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can, let's get back to this stuff. When you talk about markets, again, we manage almost, well, add a billion dollars of assets for our clients. And I think they appreciate that we, we're, we're used to handling large amounts of money and we keep our finger on the pulse of what's going on in the market. And these are three articles in a row from, from Brian Westbury. And part of it, I just couldn't, it, it just, it really spoke to me. Like one of the things he, he wrote in here is he starts out with what an incredible time to be alive. I was listening to a book on the way in here, Brad Smith. He's uh, uh, second in charge at Microsoft. And he's talking about all the stuff, uh, cybersecurity and things like that. And it's just, and you talk about our freedoms and how we sometimes take those for granted. What oh, a I'm great totally time convinced. to be alive in the greatest place on earth to be alive. So, and, and this past, you know, few years, Jeff, the greatest economy right now. We're not yep. actively in war. Yes, we've got troops in Afghanistan. Uh, and if you want a job, you can have a job. And yet, doesn't it seem like people are crabbier than ever? Yes. And complaining we're divisive and we're polarized in the impeachment. And yet... It, it almost like we're a bunch of spoiled Americans. Yes. You Wake up and to, look around. These are turn, good times. And I feel better when I turn the TV off, turn the radio off, except, of course, for WISN. Yeah, don't turn off. And then listen to Christmas music. I mean, it just calms me down and said, this is really what's important. Um, what, what I, If people are so crabby and, and irritable now with everything that's going on. As good say, as things are. As good as things are. I was mentioning, what if we were in a recession? What if things go down 30, 40, 50 percent? Uh, what would they be acting like then? Well, that's depending on the election next year, that's not likely to happen. <laughs> I hope not. We're in such good shape. And, there's, and um, Brian Westbury talks about it. Uh, Larry Kudlow says that the recession is so far in the future you can't even see it. Stephen Moore says the same thing, that recession. Now, again, not that we're not going to have a correction in the market. But uh, it's interesting that uh, last year uh, – Westbury predicted that the S&P 500 would be around 3,100. It's right at that right now. And if you recall, a year ago, everybody was talking about a recession, that this was going to be, that China deals were going to collapse, that the world economy was going to be bad, that's going to drag down the U.S. economy. Not so. So it's been, it's, it's actually going on, the things are going pretty well. And we'll talk a little bit about predictions for next year. But still optimistic about it. Um, and, you know, it's a wonderful life. That's all I have to say about that. Now that you saw the movie. <laughs> it is a wonderful life. And it was talking about the crash in, in uh, 1929 and the real estate and all that stuff from back then. And sure, uh, they George went Bailey. How Mary went to work for the Salvation Army making sandwiches for the, you know, yeah. all the ladies went to work in the factories when the guys went off to war, right? But doesn't that movie make you think about how one man's life affects so many others? Yeah, and then he did the flashback of all the things that would have his brother would have died. He his brother have Harry same. would not have been around to yeah. save all those people. And yet, those are all the things that he didn't get to do. But yet, he influenced so many things in others' lives. It's a great movie. But great you, movie. you move a hundred miles an hour through life, you don't take a time to pause. Tell you, Paul, it's a wonderful life. <laughs> but you're right; that's a great point. You don't take the time to pause and count your blessings and be grateful for the. Things you have and the people you have around you. Did you see the uh, colorized version? Because it was black, no, it's and white. black and white. Oh, that's even better. You got to see it in black and white. Yeah, Jane was not too thrilled with that. <laughs> she wanted to see the color. Yeah. See, when they she doesn't like the old time movies. Oh, right? I do. I, I love them, and they're better in black and white because that's the way they were made. Whatever, Paul.
<laughs> uh, here, one more thing on the Secure Act. And actually, we're in our sexy segment today with the Wealth Management and Preservation segment. It's coming up next. That's coming up next. And that's we're going to talk a little bit more about the, uh, the Secure Act there and some planning things. But this is a uh, Forbes article that I thought was pretty good, too. The Secure Act and your 401k and IRA, five things you need to know right now. Some of them we already covered. Uh, but our father's generation would never have believed that pension systems might fail or that Social Security might not be available for them. The onus is on the individual to peek around the corner of their own lives and make plans to finance their own retirement. That is so key. Social Security is not going to collapse, although I I think Trump is going to, President Trump, if he gets a second term, he's been taking on everything else. He's going to take that on. President uh, uh, Bush tried to do it. Paul Ryan tried to do it. They had great plans for it. They just couldn't get through. Never, Never got it done. And so we had Paul Ryan pushing the woman over the end, the, the old lady over the in the wheelchair, yeah, over the cliff. That's yeah. where that one started. Was when he talked about trying to do a partial privatization of Social Security. Trump, I think, is going to do it. He's going to he's attacking the and I think if he gets a second term, he's going to attack the, oh. the budget, the deficit as well. Out of any president in my lifetime. Jeff, if there was yeah. one that can get it done, it would be But it, would it looks be like his Congress is starting to get a little bit of a spine, too, so that's good, too. But there are 29, the SECURE Act has 29 separate provisions. So, again, as we delve into that more deeply, you know, obviously the RMDs from 70 and a half um, to 72, but allowing contributions to IRAs after 70 and a half, especially with people living longer. Um, that's a key part of it as well, that you're still able to make contributions, especially if you still have earned income. Uh, it's The SECURE Act allows for extended uh, benefits for part-time employees, uh, debt-ridden students, and new parents. Uh, long-term part-time employees may now be eligible for, eligible for employer-qualified plans like 401k plans. Um, Along the same lines, Secure Act makes provisions for withdrawal up to ten thousand dollars from five twenty nine education plans. Um, so that's key too. A uh, quarter million Americans have student loans, and the U.S. student debt burden has grown to one point five trillion. So if that's a way to start to pay off those loans without dumping it on us, that's good too. New parents through birth of adoption could take five thousand dollars out. So there are a lot of things in here. Uh, this is this is. Well put. Like a blind date with a shady past, here's the not-so-pretty part. In most uh, instances, Secure eliminates a stretch IRA. So they have to pay for it somehow. So the way they pay for it is that you extend it only for 10 years. After that, your money has to come out and then it gets taxed. Not taxed from out of the account if you have Roth IRAs, uh, like your caller earlier, Gary, I think it was, that called about that. You don't have to pay taxes on that IRA, Roth IRA. After 10 years, that money has to come out. Mm. has to go somewhere. Now that money goes into accounts, and you at least have to pay capital gains tax on it. It's not free anymore. It's not tax-free anymore. Um, IRA, uh, let's see, it's top $7.85 trillion in IRAs. Um, and if your IRA tops $400,000, Secure Act might be consequential, but especially if you have over a million dollars in retirement plans, uh, you have to take a look at the, how the Secure Act affects you. Don't panic. Um, you know, we can do a, you just have to do planning. You have to be aware that, 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 that they're going to that changes are made. It's signed into law now. And it's time for you to do a review. The Secure Act been the theme of the show today. It's passed. 
big changes, biggest changes really in your retirement plan, Jeff, in years. Yeah, you mentioned 13 years. Uh, so uh, if you've got questions about that or your own retirement plan or any question about your plans, your future, give us a call. Uh, a quick break. Great time to be the retirement specialist. That's what you want, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff Kowal is here. He's, of course, the president Helping of the Kowal Investment Group. And, Jeff, um, we got time for calls. I know you got the sexy Absolutely. segment coming up next. We'll get to that. And a, a question or two welcome on the Academic Mortgage Talk and Text Line is 799-1130. We'll be right back. Time for this sexy segment on the Retirement Clinic. Each week, Jeff talks about wealth management and preservation, thus sexy. Money is sexy. It's fun to talk about. That's right. This this show is for everybody. This particular segment is for those with a million dollars or more. Um, and it's uh, a lot of people don't realize that they have a million dollars. If you have a $500,000 home, if you have $500,000 in your retirement plan, you're at a million dollars. If you have a million dollars in life insurance, you're at $2 million. If you have other investment properties, if you own a business, if you get an inheritance, you may be at $5 million, $10 million, $20 million or more. This segment is for you. Um, and it's, this is from Investment News, just a different perspective. Advisors expect more Roth conversions under the SECURE Act. I mentioned before the break that the break that's a great time to be the retirement specialist, and I want to put that in the proper context. We always put our clients' interest first. That's what's important. So we're in a position now to help people through this. And I just think that's you know if you have seven hundred fifty thousand dollars or more, a million dollars, two million dollars in your retirement plans, we care deeply about your success in retirement. We always put your interest first. So that that's I just want to put that in the proper context. But this says that investment advisors expect that there are going to be more Roth IRA conversions uh, after the Senate's approval of the Secure Act as part of the the one point four trillion dollar uh, deal um, budget deal. They include providing legal protections for employers that offer annuities and retirement plans, make it easier for small businesses to band together to sponsor retirement plans. Also increasing the age to required minimum distributions from 72 to 70 and a half. But this is what I think is a little, a little interesting. A lot of this is. To pay for those reforms, the bill would require for most non-spouse beneficiaries, like we were talking about, Paul, not Dawn, but your daughters, yeah. my sons, my granddaughters to take distributions over 10 years instead of over their lifetimes. That limitation is so-called stretch IRAs could cause a stampede towards Roth IRAs. People have saved a million dollars or more in the IRA and plan to pass it on to someone other than their spouses should consider doing Roth conversions. According to Ed Slot. you know, when I talk about him, he's a friend of mine, nationally known retirement specialist. If children inherit their IRAs, they would most likely receive them and face the tax consequences during their prime earning years. So if you can put that money into Roth IRAs, because it just piles on, it's a big tax hit. Beneficiaries can let the money accumulate tax-free in a Roth for 10 years after they receive it from you. So you're not dumping a tax burden that you had, your IRA, which is, you know, anybody, anytime anybody gets money. It's not, it's not a burden. But if you're getting creamed in taxes because now you're at the peak of your earning years when you inherit it, if you can inherit it tax-free, that's phenomenal at the peak of your income. So you won't get hit as badly. So I think that's a, a key part of this act. 
um, Roth conversion is going to be more powerful, um, perhaps than taking Social Security in early age. You know, if you have a couple of years extra to age 72 to do Roth IRA conversions um, with the adjustment in the required minimum distribution uh, years, they can spend the conversions over more tax years, spread it over more tax years. Let me let me back up and explain that. If you're 60, say 62, you're retired, now your income is down, you want to start doing some Roth conversions. In the, in the past, you had, for the most part, you could do Roth conversions the rest of your life. But you tried to do it between 60 and 70 and a half um, because your income will be lower at that time, especially if you can con- control Social Security, uh, uh, when you take Social Security. Now you can stretch out to age 72, so that gives you two more years to spread out the tax on those Roth conversions. Um, during, doing Roth conversions would make passing IRAs between generations more smoothly. And Roth conversions also would benefit the government, which could tax revenue more quickly than it would under IRA distributions. There you go. And that's the catch. That's why they're doing it. Because they they're hoping that this, there'll be a surge in Roth IRA conversions so that the government will get more money. You know? And they're probably right. Yeah. Uh, Ed Slot wasn't too thrilled with the idea that they change it to 10 years. Um, you know, again, the, the provision allows that it, up until this point, uh, if you've done, uh, if you passed away before December and you, 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 you were stretching the IRA over to, uh, that, that's allowed to continue. But he calls this part of the SECURE Act like a broken promise. It's like they changed the rules in the ninth inning. You know, you had planned all the while that you could stretch it out for the rest of your lifetime. Sure. And now they say, no, we changed our mind. It's going to be after 10 years. At least they said up until this year, it'll be pretty much grandfathered in. And if you're doing a stretch IRA, you're still going to be able to uh, continue that over your life expectancy. I like that analogy, changing the rules in the ninth inning. Yeah. Doesn't NASCAR get accused of that, changing rules midseason? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. They do. Yeah. Sometimes Congress gets that. You know, keep moving the goalposts. That's another analogy. Yeah, I like that one, too. That was a good, sexy segment, Jeff, and a lot of stuff in the news today with the passing of the SECURE Act this week. If you haven't heard, it's a big deal, especially for retirement planning, and uh, it happened this week. So we'll be back to wrap it all up, the retirement clinic. Now, you can find Jeff's website, thekowalway.com. Uh, all the locations, phone number, information at thekowalway.com. Also, find them all over social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Or you can call the Kowal Investment Group at 262-522-4040. 262-522-4040. We'll be right back. Uh, Boston has been the theme today. Yeah, you bet. I, I picked up on that. Great musical choice by Jeff Kowal. Okay, Jeff, as we wrap up the retirement clinic, good stuff today, good calls, good questions. We've got listeners in Madison, the WIBA, and, of course, ISN in Milwaukee. How can we reach you off the air? Well, if you have $750,000 or more in retirement assets, um, if you're close to or already in retirement, if you have a million, two million, three million dollars in retirement assets, and you're serious about your planning, again, we act as fiduciaries. We always put our clients' interests first. Put your interests first. Um, give us a call, 
4040-262-5240. Better yet, go to the website, thekowalway.com, the Kowal, K-O-W-A-L, thekowalway.com. You can click Get Started button, uh, start working with us at the Kowal Investment Group. The initial consultation is free. There's no charge. Um, and it's complimentary. All of so, the above. All of all the above. Um, and it's a great way to get started with us. Get, get great way to find out about the Kowal Investment Group. But if you're a do-it-yourselfer, you're tired of doing it yourself. If you have assets scattered all over the place, and now with the Secure Act, you want to get things consolidated. If you're thinking about retiring in 2020, give our office a call or go to thekowalway.com. 262-522-4040. Thanks again for tuning in to the Retirement Clinic on WISM Milwaukee and WIBA Madison. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Specialists. The clinic is now open. The Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, president of the Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Specialists. We're live at WISN. How are you doing, Jeff? Good morning. I'm great. How are you, Paul? Fantastic. And we should mention just a little background before we open lines and take some phone calls today. And there's some news to announce that happened this week. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, Jeff, just a little background on the Kowal Investment Group. Now located in Racine, Highway 20 exit. And uh, you will notice a very large Kowal sign headquartered, of course, in Waukesha. Uh, but office is also in Ozaukee County in Port Washington. You've got a Madison office right in Middleton and, of yep. course, Phoenix, Arizona. So you work with snowbirds and you've got a place down in Phoenix, Jeff, an office to meet. And, and that brings up a good point because people sometimes it's been known that they retire and move out of state. Well, it's interesting that 40 percent of our clients live somewhere else or move somewhere else for the winters. So either they live there full time or they move somebody else somewhere else for the winter. So we're licensed in 27 states. 27. So fortunately our clients like us, they, they trust us. So when they do retire and they move somewhere else, they still keep us as their advisor. So we're very proud of that and very humbled by that. It's nice. What do we Good people. Yeah, and Jeff, over the years, you've been on since 2001. Uh, The market updates twice a day during the Mark Belling Show, 3 o'clock, 5 o'clock news blocks. You will hear business reports by Jeff and his staff. Got a great staff, part of the Barron's Top Financial Advisors. uh, The last, since 2014, every year, Financial Times, Top 400, Milwaukee Biz Times, Future 50. The list goes on and on, Jeff. Um, You are proud of your staff. You work with some of your clients have been with you for years and years and years. Well, we do the business reports, especially, you know, we have the the Middleton office. We have Christine there. We have Marie, uh, John, uh, Joe, Aaron Kowal, Aaron Spitzner. Everybody uh, uh, contributes on those business reports Monday through Friday, 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock news blocks uh, in Milwaukee. And then on WIBA in Madison, which we're on today, um, at uh, uh, 4.50, 4.55, just before the 5 o'clock news with Vicki McKenna. So we're on Belling's show here, Vicki's show in uh, Madison, uh, WIBA. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. This show is on WIBA as well. So we are on both WISN in Milwaukee, WIBA in Madison. Okay, phone lines are open. I mentioned, what do we talk about? Well, there's some news that we're going to start out the show with, but we take your retirement questions. Anything about you and your nest egg? 
How are things going? A lot of people are happy with 401k plans. We were just talking off the air about that, Jeff. You look at the balance, it's been a good year, you know, but uh, how are you doing overall for your future? And you can't plan on every year being like this year was. So give us a call on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line 414-799-1130. And again, the lines are open right now, 799-1130 for the Retirement Clinic. When we get a chance, I want to talk about Brian Westbury's column. He talks about long live the bull market because everybody is thrilled with looking at their 401k statements or or investment accounts and seeing how well they're doing. Um, And they say, how long can this go on? Well, I want to talk about that a little bit. But most importantly, there was some, there's a little thing done this week, which is a $1.4 trillion year-end spending bill that was signed. And because of the impeachment, I don't think we heard much about this. Nope, you didn't. But tucked inside of that, you didn't hear hear much about that, where it's settled until next September. Uh, By the way, I want to say hi to Brian and Kay. They're on their way to Illinois. I want to say hi to them. I just had to remember to do that. A little so. shout out to Brian. That just right. randomly came out of your That's mouth. That's right. But okay, now back to back to work. Right. One for one point four trillion dollar year in spending bill keep the government running. But what uh, people noticed even less was that we were talking all year about the Secure Act. Um, that's setting every community up for retirement enhancements. So they had a little bit of a stretch to come up with secure, setting every community up for retirement enhancements. That's actually an acronym? Yes. Secure Act. Secure Act. That's a retirement act. Uh, it It becomes effective January 1st of next year. So right away next year, it's going to be up and running. Uh, some key things in there, and most of them are pretty good. Some of them, I mean, they got to pay for it some way. Next year sounds so far away. That's nine days, nine, ten days. Yeah, no kidding. Holy cow, Paul. Hey, we're going to call this a Secure Act edition of the Retirement Clinic, so if we rebroadcast. But one of the first things, one of the biggest things that we talked about is the uh, age limit uh, eliminated for traditional IRA contributions, where up until now, if you once you hit age 70 and a half, you had to start taking money out of retirement plans, but now you can continue to make contributions to your IRAs beyond age 70 and a half. Um, and the second thing is probably even more important is that the retirement age is raised to age 70. Uh, RMD, required minimum distribution age, is raised to age 72. The Secure Act raises the age for all for, for RMDs to 72 for all retirement accounts subject to RMDs. Um, those who um, are turning 72 next year, those that are turning 70 and a half actually get a break because they thought they'd have to start taking required minimum distributions next year. But no, they have a two-year delay, age 72. This is huge, Paul, because... Um, and to, to credit the, the uh, John McCain, not a big fan, <laughs> but he was the one that pushed heavily to have it raised to 75. So he planted that seed almost a decade ago to raise that limit up to 75. Well, now they finally raised it to age 72. Really? That was McCain? Yeah, he was pushing for oh, that. That's cool. Didn't get through. You're right. Not everything he voted for and did, I I didn't like, but I re, I respect the man obviously oh, yeah. for what he did. Um, but there are some things that we're glad didn't get through. As yeah. an example, and I'll talk about that a little bit too. Required minimum distribution on all accounts. Well, they're not doing that yet. Um, but uh, there that's there are good, changes. That's a good that's thing. A good thing. Yeah. There there are some changes in stretch IRAs that uh, uh, we have to talk about too. But the Secure Act, uh, um, uh, there's a new 10 percent exemption. 
So along with raising the age to 72, there's a new 10% exemption for birth or adoption that you can take distributions from your IRA up to $5,000 um, if, you, if you have a birth or an adoption. And you can pay it back anytime that you want. You know, the, the key is you still have to pay taxes on it, but there's no penalties on it. Yeah. But the, and you can put it back in. There's, they're never making an exception for it. They usually have, you know, a 60-day window where you can put the money back in. But after that, if you screw up, you can. Well, this gives you a lifetime to put it back in. Um, also, this is a, a lesser-known thing. IRA contributions with fellowship and stipends. If somebody's working in a fellowship and it's non-tuition or they get payments, uh, stipend payments, those are all treated as compensation to qualify for your IRA. So you can make contributions with that. Another thing is employer liability protection for annuities. You're going to see uh, all kinds of annuity sales now in uh, IRAs and 401ks especially. Good and bad, uh, th th what the annuities do is give a pension-like component. Um, there are a lot of internal fees. You have to be careful with that. But I think in general, this is probably a good thing. Um, and employers won't get sued if the insurance company screws up. So that's what they were looking for, that there is uh, protection for the employer. This is probably the worst, uh, not the worst thing, the hardest thing to grow to to um, deal with. There's a there's a lot of components. There's the a lot of stuff going yeah. on. Biggest ones are age seventy two, I think, and also this one. Goodbye to the stretch IRA. Beginning for deaths after December thirty first, so next year, the stretch IRA will be replaced with a ten year rule for the vast majority of beneficiaries. The rule will require accounts to be emptied by the end of the tenth year. Right now, you give your money to, and this has this is uh, uh, maintained. You give your money. You pass away, Paul. Your money goes to Dawn. Dawn can stretch it out for as long as she wants. Your girls get it. They have a ten-year limit. They have to drain those accounts within ten years. Oh, they'd have no problem doing that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great observation, Paul. Because most of them, even though you have the stretch provision that you can do it for the rest of your life, most of them it's gone in four years. I bet. <laughs> So that's a good observation. You think this is a life? This is my legacy. It's reality. This money's gonna last forever for the girls. It's gone. No. The biggest thing you said was was the RMD uh, change with the Secure Act, Jeff. Right. And and again, under the old law, the you had to start taking the RMDs at seventy and a half. Correct. The new law, you don't have to start until seventy two. However, that doesn't mean that you can't take them out. Oh, no, it's a good point, Paul. Uh, the the impetus behind it is that the government all the while has allowed you to have a, the, your own money tax deferred. They didn't get a piece of that pie now, and, and so they they forced the issue that at some age in the past it had been seventy and a half. They want to get their pound of flesh out of those accounts that there weren't any um, uh, that they, they haven't gotten their money on yet. Mm -hmm. So they uh, the required minimum distribution does that. But with people living longer now. They've and the the RMD tables are going to change as well. The mortality tables have changed well, your because people count, are living longer. Your now. count's going to be growing, I assume, yeah. in this time. But you but you make a good point. Anytime you have different points in your life, 55, 59 and a half, 62, 65, 70 and a half, for the most part, each 59 and a half, you can take money out without any penalties. 
So you still have to pay the income tax on it. So you're right. You can take money out after age 59 and a half without penalties any time. 70 and a half says that if you haven't taken money out at that point, or if you haven't taken enough out at that point on an annual basis, you have to start taking it out at that time. Required. That's why Required, RMD yeah. comes from. Yep. And it's about 4% is what you have to take out of there. But now they're starts. saying... 72. You delay it for a couple more years. Yeah, that's huge. That is. To be able to let it grow for a couple more years is fantastic. Yep. And the, 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 with this stretch IRA thing, it says that um, it's only going to last 10 years. So you have, you're going to have to um, uh, have have the, uh, the stretch IRAs for the non-spouse beneficiaries drained at the end of 10 years. But for deaths in 2019 or prior years, the old rules will still apply. So for those, so for a death that occurred between now and the end of the year and prior to that, the stretch IRA will still apply. So they can stretch it out. The non-spouse beneficiaries can still stretch it out for the rest of their lives. So the SECURE Act, uh, it, had, it had to be passed by Congress and then signed by Trump, right? Correct. So that's done? It's official? Well, I think Trump signed the, the $1.4 trillion budget bill, and that was part of it. Oh, Okay. So when that got signed... And it starts the first of the year, which again, uh, you know, we're nine, ten days away from that. Yep, yep. So, I, you know, I just did a quick, a quick Google search so I could find out what the heck you were talking about, Jeff. And this says that this is the biggest act since the Pension Protection uh, Act of 2006 uh, in the world of retirement. That's yes. your world. That's where you live, Jeff. That's 13 years. This is a big deal. Oh, you bet. Uh 2006, right, and, and uh, yeah, President Bush had that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and there has always been, and one of the things that, that you had mentioned, Paul, uh, that so far we've still avoided it. Right now, you have to take required minimum distributions from uh, from IRAs, 401Ks, 403B plans, things like that. And right now, you don't have to take out required minimum distributions from uh, Roth IRAs. But you, you know, because so, what President Obama was trying to push was that an equalization that if you had to take money out at 70 and a half from IRAs, well, you should have to take it out from Roth IRAs as well. Roth IRAs is tax-free. If you can have that taxes grow tax-free for 10 years or for the rest of your life, that's amazing tax-free growth. He wanted, What he was saying is that, well, that's not fair because not everybody has Roth IRAs. Not everybody can afford it. You know, there's that income inequality that some people aren't smart enough to do Roth IRAs, oh, yeah. things like that. So Life isn't fair. That's right. So if you had somebody, so if you were one of those that put money into Roth IRAs, you would be forced to take money out once you had re- the age that you have to take out required minimum distributions. So far, we've still... Avoided that. That's not part of this deal. Financial planners, guys like you, Jeff, you like the Secure Act. You think it's a good? Oh, thing? I do. oh, sure. Overall, good. Yeah, those of us who specialize in retirement planning, who study this stuff all the time, um, you know, we manage almost a billion dollars of assets for our clients. If we can keep the money in those accounts for a couple more years, the, the clients will love it. Uh, even though the um, uh, Roth. Uh, the stretch IRA provisions are only 10 years. That's still pretty good. To have the ability to, for the beneficiary yeah. to stretch it out over 10 years is still pretty good. I know this is not the uh, final show of the year because we're on next Saturday, Jeff, but Christmas is just days away. And this was a good year, 2019, from people that were invested in the market. Off the air, I said I did what I'm not supposed to do. And I was checking my 401k this week. Like, like daily. It's it's not bad to do it. It's not bad. And people I, like to look at it, especially when it's going up every day. But it goes day. up. I, would I be doing it every day if it was going down? Yeah, probably not. No, I wouldn't. You probably shouldn't be doing it every day when it's going up either. But I know. 
Yeah, once a week, once a month is not bad. But. Especially at the end of the year, just to kind of see where you're at. Well, you're seeing a lot. Of, my coworkers, everybody, that's all we're talking about, Jeff. I want to talk about the two after the break, Paul, because you know, everybody's looking at their 401k yeah. statements. They're looking at more often. They're seeing the value go up. Is 2020 a time to retire? Ooh, okay, well, that's coming up next. we got the sexy segment. And because we are live on WISN and WIBA Madison, give us a call in the retirement clinic at 799-1130. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. Many high net worth individuals and family business owners are passionate about their philanthropic goals and they want to pass those values and passions on to the rest of the family. They want their children to learn the value of philanthropy and to be engaged in the philanthropic process. One way to go about doing this is a very tax efficient manner are donor advised funds. Most wealthy donors now use or will be using a charitable giving vehicle and donor-advised funds are a great tax-efficient way to do it. Donor-advised funds offer independent financial decision-making in a structured environment. Donors can create donor-advised funds for family members, family funds, or theme-based funds. They're great because the financial commitments are limited to the funds provided, the charities are vetted, there's minimal administrative duties, and the funds are flexible in how they are used. Here are a a few how donor advice funds are used to get families engaged. First, they can promote bonding through discussions about supporting wonderful causes. The family can decide the formal and informal structure of the fund and how it operates. It can be done together so that everybody is engaged and has a stake in it. Second, creating a donor-advised fund for a client's child can give them experience in a structured setting with budgeting and decision-making, which can give even more real-world experience if the child will be joining a family business in the future. Also, their living legacies. The funds can offer a way to follow unique charitable passions. Last, they can leave a charitable legacy to heirs. The gift of charity to the heirs of the family offer a wonderful way of spreading those values across generations. Getting whole families involved in philanthropic activities promotes family values. Donor-advised funds offer a unique and flexible way to achieve numerous family charitable goals. Many business owners are passionate about certain causes, and working with someone who specializes in guiding business owners and their families through the issues they face can have a tremendous impact on the people and causes that you love and are passionate about. Today's Boss Minute, that was Aaron Kowal, Business Owners Savings and Security. Get it, boss? A lot of acronyms. I'm yeah, sure. well, yes, secure and boss. And, mm-hmm. But Aaron brings up a good point. It's about what it's about passions. It's not just about the money. For most of our clients, money means a lot. Don't, don't, give me, don't, don't get me wrong. That uh, the great returns and, and having a fair amount of money, enough money, but it's about the things that money buys, not the money itself. And the passions that you have, the charities you have, the families that you, that you want to spend time with, that's what it's all about. Money is a means to get there. You are listening to The Retirement Clinic, WISN in Milwaukee, WIBA in Madison. Let's go to the phones. Jeff Kowal is your host. Jeff is president of the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. First up from Brookfield is Gary. Good morning, sir. Hi, Gary. Uh, good morning. Uh, good morning, and uh, Merry Christmas to you, Jeff. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you, too. Thanks. Um, can you uh, definitively say that the stretch IRA does or does not apply to Roth IRAs going forward in 2020? I can say that if the person dies yet this year, it 
the, the stretch applies. Afterwards, the stretch still applies, but it's only a 10-year limit. So 10 years from the time that the, the, the person dies, uh, you can, as, as I read it now, uh, there's a 10-year limit. So at the end of 10 years, that account has to be drained. So you can still okay. have a, you can still have a, if you have an IRA, it can still grow tax deferred for 10 years. Uh, it doesn't, the way it looks now, and I haven't, we haven't seen the details, it doesn't look like you have to take out annual withdrawals uh, from that stretch IRA. But at the end of 10 years, that account has to be drained, whether it's an IRA or a Roth, inherited IRA or inherited Roth, that account, those accounts have to be drained. Well, okay, the Roth was my interest. I mean, there's a great difference in planning because it's a Roth or a traditional. Yes, but uh, there is that. You bring up a great point, Gary. Really, I don't, I don't want to cut you off. What was your other question? I was just going to make the comment that the House of Representatives uh, started in January, and they wait till the last day to push this through on the end of a spending bill. And yep, yep. To, she, well, what a the, shock. The good thing about it, though, Gary, is that the the – the Democrats were going to throw a lot of other things in there, have some restrictions on the, uh, along with the Secure Act, things that didn't apply to it, the uh, uh, border wall, things like that that they were going to throw on it. So at least they got all that stuff done together at one time. Um, so it's still, and, and um, it still makes sense, Gary, but there are other planning things with regard to the Roth IRA that you could take a portion of that money and put it into life insurance as an example, um, to, so that even if your beneficiary has to drain the, Roth IRA after 10 years, there might still be some tax-free growth or tax-deferred growth somewhere else. So there's some other things that you can do uh, to replace that tax-free growth. So stay tuned. We'll figure out some planning things out as time goes on. Okay, Jeff. See you. Thanks for the call, Gary. Good stuff, Gary. Thank you. Merry Christmas. We appreciate the phone call and the comments. Again, the SECURE Act was passed this week. You wouldn't know it because all I saw on TV all week was impeachment stuff. But uh, Really? I'm... <laughs> What impeachment? Yeah. Uh, news to me. Uh, so I'm glad you brought it up. Christmas Jeff. movies, too. I got to yeah. tell you about uh, It's a Wonderful Life. We watched that. I'd never seen it before. Had you seen it? Uh, Jimmy Stewart? Yes. Only like a hundred times. I had never seen it before. I had never watched it? it from beginning to end. But you saw little snippets here and there? Yeah. Oh, so I thought so what, it's supposed to be a really good movie. Yeah. What's your review of the hundred-year-old movie? It's amazing. <laughs> it is good. Especially some of those dates that are in there. That's pretty interesting. I love that movie. Everything about it. You get, and that's you got to see that every year. It becomes tradition. Yeah. Uh, Todd is next from Milwaukee calling the retirement clinic. The number to call is 799-1130, the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. How are you doing, Todd? Hi, Todd. Doing great. What's up? Um, got a question. Um, uh, Going to be retiring in the next year or so, um, and obviously, the uh, majority of us have done extremely well over the past year in the market and our retirement funds. And just uh, a lot of talk about at some point there may be some type of, of dip or dive in the market. And wondering if at some point in the next you know, month or, or less, if it would be smarter to get to a more secure position. Where are you right now? Uh, I would say um, moderately risky. Okay. I would say if you're 70 or 80% in stocks, if you're still contributing to the market, in, in other words, if you're in a 401k plan and you're still making contributions, I wouldn't change one thing about it. If you're aggressively invested 70 to 90% in stocks, I would stay right there because even if we have a dip in the markets, you're buying at a discount. So you're buying it on sale. So I would keep the allocation as it is. If And everybody's case is different. I got to put that disclaimer in there. Uh, yours too, uh, Todd. Um, 
if you anticipate that there might be, see, I think that the bull market's going to last a long time. There's a, a likelihood that we're going to have a correction because on average, since World War II, we've had uh, a correction of 10% or more, 10% to 20% on average every 18 months. Do we have to have a recession? No. We were in, in uh, um, Australia earlier this year, and uh, we were talking about a recession there, and they said they've gone 28 years without a recession. You don't have to have a recession. A recession is defined as two consecutive quarters with negative growth. Um, we're, and then I'm, I'm looking at an article from First Trust. Brian Westbury is an analyst that we follow, and it, the title of his is says, Long Live the Bull Market. So I'm with him. I think that the, the good market's going to last for a long time. Not that there aren't going to be bumps in the roads. Bumps in the road. Uh, uh, we have that on average, again, every 18 months since World War II, we have a correction. Um, if you're in retirement, close to retirement, I don't think it's a bad idea for you, Todd, if you're saying you're about a year and a half out, to peel off 10 or 15% and put in fixed income. You'll still be participating if the market goes down, you'll have a little bit more in fixed income, uh, bonds and cash. Uh, but if the market continues to go back up, as we anticipated, well, you'll still be participating. You'll have enough in. But especially when you're that close, it doesn't make sense to be fully invested, I don't, I don't think, especially if you anticipate that there might be a little bit of a downturn. Okay, great. Thank you. Thanks for the call, Todd. Good question, Todd. Appreciate the uh, the phone call today. It is the Retirement Clinic. A lot of good questions to start the program, and you too can call in any retirement question, or if you've got questions about the Secure Act, a lot of things changing, a lot of moving parts. It's not just 70 and a half to 72, Jeff. There's much more to it. The number is 799-1130. That's the Economic Mortgage Talk and Text Line. He brought it up, and you alluded to this question, Jeff, before the break. Because it was such a good year, are people going to look at their 401k or retirement, whatever it is, their IRA, and say, listen, I'm at the highest I've ever been. Yeah. Maybe I should retire right now. That's good. And one of the things that we do for our clients is a cash flow analysis that incorporates uh, um, a bad timing scenario. What happens if you're looking at your 401k statement and you said, this is the best time ever. Kiss me goodbye. I'm gone. Next year, 2020, is my year to retire. Um and just like we were talking with Todd, maybe it makes sense to back off a little bit on that. But we also want to plan in our in our bad timing scenario. We try to duplicate the last the the uh, the Great Recession, two thousand seven, eight, nine. We said, what happens if we have a two year period where we have a balanced account that drops twenty eight percent the first year, another ten percent the second year? So, so the market, so your account really gets creamed over those two years. You know, if if you've done the planning properly and you have the right asset allocation, it, it, what we try to do is see, does your plan withstand that? So if that does indeed happen to you, I think that a lot of people are going to look at retiring next year or the year after, just like Todd was saying. Um, you know, since they're, they're looking at their statements, the market's up, they were saying, if it hits this amount, I'm kiss me goodbye. And now it's gone beyond that. I think, it, but you have to look at it carefully and you have to put in, factor in, in my opinion, a bad timing scenario. Mm -hmm. That if the day that you walk out the door the market tanks, you're still prepared for that and you'll be in good shape. Yeah, that's, boy, you bring up some good points. So maybe it is the right time to retire, Jeff. Maybe... Maybe it's not, right? you got to put a, I know you got to put, put a pencil and paper. That's exactly it, Paul. Do the math. Yeah, don't just wing it. Don't just eyeball it and say, hey, I'm, this is the time to go. But uh, just, just back on It's a Wonderful Life, I had never seen that, Paul. 
So and how did this come to fruition? Did you did We were had nothing to do last night. We were hanging and we've tried to watch a couple of movies. Yeah. There were a couple of funky ones we watched. So you watch it at home, right? We watch it at home, yeah. There's a theater in downtown Cedarburg, historic downtown, called the Rivoli Theater. Yeah. A little bit smaller than your average Marcus screen, but updated and new. And they run a different Christmas movie every night. Isn't yeah. that cool? And it's only three fifty to get in a ticket. Yep. And then when they run It's a Wonderful Life or like the the is it the Bishop's Wife, the old one with Bing Crosby, we go to see those black and Holiday Inn ones. or something. Holiday too. Inn is another yeah. one. White Christmas was we, last night. I've never seen those. You never <laughs> Aren't saw I'm pathetic. That's well, have you all seen, these classics. Let's go over the new them. ones. What about Elf? Oh, that's my favorite of all time. Okay, so you've seen Elf. Oh yeah. Uh Christmas Vacation, Chevy Chase. Uh, have seen it, but haven't seen it for 25 years at least. Okay. okay. The Christmas with the Crumps or something we watched. With the Cranks. Tim, with Tim the Cranks and Tim Allen. It was schlocky. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's not on par with It's a Wonderful Life. Who's, uh, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Lee Curtis is in that movie. Uh, uh, with, yeah, you're right. With Tim Allen. Yeah, Christmas with the Cranks. Not the Cranks. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can, let's get back to this stuff. When you talk about markets, again, we manage almost, well, add a billion dollars of assets for our clients. And I think they appreciate that we, we're, we're used to handling large amounts of money and we keep our finger on the pulse of what's going on in the market. And these are three articles in a row from, from Brian Westbury. And part of it, I just couldn't, it, it just... It really spoke to me like one of the things he, he wrote in here is he starts out with what an incredible time to be alive. I was listening to a book on the way in here, Brad Smith. He's uh, second in charge at Microsoft. And he's talking about all the stuff, uh, cybersecurity and things like that. And it's just and you talk about our freedoms and how we sometimes take those for granted. What oh, a I'm great totally time convinced. to be alive in the greatest place on earth to be alive. So, and, and this past, you know, few years, Jeff, the greatest economy right now. We're not yep. actively in war. Yes, we've got troops in Afghanistan. Uh, and if you want a job, you can have a job. And yet, doesn't it seem like people are crabbier than ever? Yes. And complaining we're divisive and we're polarized in the impeachment. And yet... It almost like we're a bunch of spoiled Americans. Yes. You Wake up and to, look around. These are turn, good times. And I feel better when I turn the TV off, turn the radio off, except, of course, for WISN. Yeah, don't turn off. And then listen to Christmas music. I mean, it just calms me down and said, this is really what's important. Um, what, what I, if people are so crabby and, and irritable now with everything that's going on, as good say, as things are. As good as things are. I was mentioning, what if we we're in a recession? What if things go down 30, 40, 50%? Uh, what would they be acting like then? Well, that's depending on the election next year, that's not likely to happen. <laughs> I hope not. We're in such good shape. And, there's, and um, Brian Westbury talks about it. Uh, Larry Kudlow says that the recession is so far in the future you can't even see it. Stephen Moore says the same thing, that recession. Now, again, not that we're not going to have a correction in the market. But uh, it's interesting that uh, last year uh, – Westbury predicted that the S&P 500 would be around 3,100. It's right at that right now. And if you recall, a year ago, everybody was talking about a recession, that this was going to be, that China deals were going to collapse, that the world economy was going to be bad, and that's going to drag down the U.S. economy. Not so. So it's been, it's, it's actually going on, the things are going pretty well. And we'll talk a little bit about predictions for next year. But still optimistic about it. Um, and, you know, it's a wonderful life. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> now that you saw the movie. 
<laughs> it is a wonderful life. And they was talking about the crash in, in uh, 1929 and the real estate and all that stuff from back then. And sure, uh, they George went Bailey. How Mary went to work for the Salvation Army making sandwiches for the, you know, yeah. all the ladies went to work in the factories when the guys went off to war, right? But doesn't that movie make you think about how one man's life affects so many others? Yeah, and then he did the flashback of all the things that would have his brother would have died. He his brother Harry would not have been around to yeah. save all those people. And yet, those are all the things that he didn't get to do. But yet, he influenced so many things in others. Life. This is a great movie. But great you, you move 100 miles an hour through life, you don't take a time to pause. I'm telling you, Paul, it's a wonderful life. <laughs> but you're right. That's a great point. You don't take the time to pause and count your blessings and be grateful for the things you have and the people you have around you. Did you see the uh, colorized version? Because it was black no, and white. No, black and white. Oh, that's even better. you got to see it in black and white. Yeah, Jane was not too thrilled at that. <laughs> she wanted to see the color? Yeah. See, when they take she doesn't like the old-time movies. Oh, right? I do. I, I love them. And they're better in black and white because that's the way they were made. Whatever, Paul. <laughs> uh, here, one more thing on the Secure Act. And actually, we're in our sexy segment today with the Wealth Management and Preservation segment. It's coming up next. That's coming up next. And that's we're going to talk a little bit more about the, uh, the Secure Act there and some planning things. But this is a uh, Forbes article that I thought was pretty good, too. The Secure Act and your 401k and IRA, five things you need to know right now. Some of them we already covered. Uh, but our father's generation would never have believed that pension systems might fail. Or that Social Security might not be available for them. The onus is on the individual to peek around the corner of their own lives and make plans to finance their own retirement. That is so key. Social Security is not going to collapse. Although I, I think Trump is going to, President Trump, if he gets a second term, he's been taking on everything else. He's going to take that on. President uh, uh, Bush tried to do it. Paul Ryan tried to do it. They had great plans for it. They just couldn't get through. Never, that's, that's, never got it done. And so we had Paul Ryan pushing the woman over the end, the, the old lady over the in the wheelchair, yeah, over the cliff. That's yeah. where that one started. Was when he talked about trying to do a partial privatization of Social Security. Trump, I think, is going to do it. He's going to he's attacking the and I think if he gets a second term, he's going to attack the, oh. the budget, the deficit as well. Out of any president in my lifetime, Jeff, if there was yeah. one that can get it done, it would be. But it, would it be looks Trump. like his Congress is starting to get a little bit of a spine too, so that's good too. But there are twenty nine. The Secure Act has twenty nine separate provisions. So again, as we delve into that more deeply, you know, obviously the RMDs from seventy and a half um, to seventy two, but allowing contributions to IRAs after seventy and a half, especially with people living longer, um, that's a key part of it as well. That you're still able to make contributions, especially if you still have earned income. Uh, it's the Secure Act allows for extended uh, benefits for part-time employees, uh, debt-ridden students, and new parents. Uh, long-term part-time employees may now be eligible for, eligible for employer-qualified plans like 401k plans. Um, along the same lines, Secure Act makes provisions for withdrawal up to ten thousand dollars from 529 education plans. Um, so that's key too. A uh, quarter million Americans have student loans, and the U.S. student debt burden has grown to $1.5 trillion. So if that's a way to start to pay off those loans without dumping it on us, that's good, too. New parents through birth of adoption can take $5,000 out. So there are a lot of things in here. Uh, this is this is well put. Like a blind date with a shady past, here's the not-so-pretty part. In most uh, instances secure eliminates a stretch IRA. So they have to pay for it somehow. So the way they pay for it 
is that you extend it only for 10 years. After that, your money has to come out and then it gets taxed. Not taxed from out of the account if you have Roth IRAs, uh, like a caller earlier, Gary, I think it was, that called about that. You don't have to pay taxes on that IRA, Roth IRA. But after 10 years, that money has to come out. Mm. It has to go somewhere. Now that money goes into accounts and you know, at least have to pay capital gains tax on it. It's not free anymore. It's not tax-free anymore. Um, IRA, uh, let's see, it's topped $7.85 trillion in IRAs. Um, and if your IRA tops $400,000, Secure Act might be consequential, but especially if you have over a million dollars in retirement plans, uh, you have to take a look at the, how the Secure Act affects you. Don't panic. Um, you, we can do a, you just have to do planning. You have to be aware that, 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 they're going to, that changes are made. It's signed into law now. And it's time for you to do a review. The Secure Act been the theme of the show today. It's passed. Big changes, biggest changes really in your retirement plan, Jeff, in years. Yeah, you mentioned 13 years. Uh, so uh, if you've got questions about that or your own retirement plan or any question about your plans, your future, give us a call. Uh, a quick break. Great time to be the retirement specialist. That's what you want, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff Kowal is here. He's, of course, the president Helping of the Kowal Investment Group. And Jeff, um, we got time for calls. I know you got the segment coming up next. We'll get to that. And a, a question or two, welcome on the Academic Mortgage Talk and Text Line is 799-1130. We'll be right back. Time for this sexy segment on the Retirement Clinic. Each week, Jeff talks about wealth management and preservation, thus sexy. Money is sexy. Fun to talk about. Uh, that's right. This this show is for everybody. This particular segment is for those with a million dollars or more. Um, and it's uh, a lot of people don't realize that they have a million dollars. If you have a $500,000 home, if you have $500,000 in your retirement plan, you're at a million dollars. If you have a million dollars in life insurance, you're at $2 million. If you have other investment properties, if you own a business, if you get an inheritance, you may be at $5 million, $10 million, $20 million or more. This segment is for you. Um, and it's, this is from Investment News, just a different perspective. Advisors expect more Roth conversions under the SECURE Act. I mentioned before the break that the break that's a great time to be the retirement specialist. And I want to put that in the proper context. We always put our clients' interest first. That's what's important. So we're in a position now to help people through this. And I just think that's, you know, if you have $750,000 or more, a million dollars, $2 million in your retirement plans, we care deeply about your success in retirement. We always put your interest first. So that that's I just want to put that in the proper context. But this says that investment advisors expect that there are going to be more Roth IRA conversions uh, after the Senate's approval of the Secure Act as part of the the one point four trillion dollar uh, deal um, budget deal. They include providing legal protections for employers that offer annuities and retirement plans, make it easier for small businesses to band together to sponsor retirement plans. Also increasing the age to required minimum distributions from 72 to 70 and a half. But this is what I think is a little, a little interesting. A lot of this is. To pay for those reforms, the bill would require for most non-spouse beneficiaries, like we were talking about, Paul, not Dawn, but your daughters, yeah. my sons, my granddaughters, to take distributions over 10 years instead of over their lifetimes. That limitation is so-called stretch IRAs could cause a stampede towards Roth IRAs. 
people have saved a million dollars or more in the IRA and plan to pass it on to someone other than their spouses, should consider doing Roth conversions, according to Ed Slot. You know, when I talk about him, he's a friend of mine, nationally known retirement specialist. If children inherit their IRAs, they would most likely receive them and face the tax consequences during their prime earning years. So if you could put that money into Roth IRAs, because it just piles on, it's a big tax hit. Beneficiaries can let the money accumulate tax-free in a Roth for 10 years after they receive it from you. So you're not dumping a tax burden that you had, your IRA, which is, you know, anytime anybody gets money, it's it's not a burden. But if you're getting creamed in taxes because now you're at the peak of your earning years when you inherit it, if you can inherit it tax-free, that's phenomenal at the peak of your income. So you won't get hit as badly. So I think that's a, a key part of this act. Um, a Roth conversion is going to be more powerful, um, perhaps, than taking Social Security in early age. You know, if you have a couple of years extra to age 72 to do Roth IRA conversions um, with the adjustment in the required minimum distribution uh, years, they can spend the conversions over more tax years, spread it over more tax years. Let me let me back up and explain that. If you're 60, say 62, you're retired, now your income is down, you want to start doing some Roth conversions. In the, in the past, you had, for the most part, you could do Roth conversions the rest of your life. But you tried to do it between 60 and 70 and a half um, because your income will be lower at that time, especially if you can con- control Social Security, uh, uh, when you take Social Security. Now you can stretch out to age 72, so it gives you two more years to spread out the tax on those Roth conversions. Um, doing, doing Roth conversions would make passing IRAs between generations more smoothly, and Roth conversions also would benefit the government, which could tax revenue more quickly than it would under IRA distributions. There you go, and that's the catch. That's why they're doing it, because they they're hoping that this, there'll be a surge in Roth IRA conversions so that the government will get more money. You know? And they're probably right. Yeah. Uh, Ed Slot wasn't too thrilled with the idea that they change it to 10 years. Um, you know, again, the, the provision allows that it, up until this point, uh, if you've done, uh, if you passed away before December and you, 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 you were stretching the IRA over to uh, that, that's allowed to continue. But he calls this part of the SECURE Act like a broken promise. It's like they changed the rules in the ninth inning. You know, you had planned all the while that you could stretch it out for the rest of your lifetime. Sure. And now they say, no, we changed our mind. It's going to be after 10 years. At least they said up until this year, it'll be pretty much grandfathered in that if you're doing a stretch IRA, you're still going to be able to uh, continue that over your life expectancy. I like that analogy, changing the rules in the ninth inning. Yeah. Doesn't NASCAR get accused of that, changing rules midseason? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. They do. Yeah. Sometimes like, Congress gets that. You, yeah, know, you keep moving the goalposts. That's another analogy. Yeah, I like that one, too. That was a good, sexy segment, Jeff, and a lot of stuff in the news today with the passing of the SECURE Act this week. If you haven't heard, it's a big deal, especially for retirement planning, and uh, it happened this week. So we'll be back to wrap it all up, the retirement clinic. Now, you can find Jeff's website, thekowalway.com. Uh, all the locations, phone number, information at thekowalway.com. Also, find them all over social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Or you can call the Kowal Investment Group at 262-522-4040. 262-522-4040. We'll be right back.
uh, Boston has been the theme today. Yeah, you bet. I, I picked up on that. Great musical choice by Jeff Kowal. Okay, Jeff, as we wrap up the retirement clinic, good stuff today. Good calls, good questions. We've got listeners in Madison, the WIBA, and, of course, ISN in Milwaukee. How can we reach you off the air? Well, if you have $750,000 or more in retirement assets, um, if you're close to already in retirement, if you have a million, $2 million, $3 million in retirement assets, and you're serious about your planning, again, we act as fiduciaries. We always put our clients' interests first. Put your interest first. Um, give us a call, 262-522-4040, 262-522-4040. Better yet, go to the website, thekowalway.com, thekowal, K-O-W-A-L, thekowalway.com. You can click Get Started button, uh, start working with us at the Kowal Investment Group. The initial consultation is free. There's no charge. Um, and it's complimentary. All of so, the above. All of all the above. Um, and it's a great way to get started with us. Get, get, great way to find out about the Kowal Investment Group. But if you're a do-it-yourself or you're tired of doing it yourself, if you have assets scattered all over the place, and now with the SECURE Act, you want to get things consolidated, if you're thinking about retiring in 2020, give our office a call or go to thekowalway.com. 262-522-4040. Thanks again for tuning in to the Retirement Clinic on WISM Milwaukee and WIBA Madison.